Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Mr. Sharm in English. We are in the middle of chapter 19, talking about the components of uh, Hasidus. And this chapter, chapter 19, is really a roadmap. So uh, I highly recommend starting from the beginning of the lectures, or at least the uh, the beginning of, uh, of this chapter, which I believe starts with um, a... Um, chapter 90, uh, episode 97, and it kind of like goes in order, but there's a lot to understand. We're talking now about how this chassid, we're talking about how he honors the mitzvahs and the way he carries out his mitzvahs, right? And the way his mitzvahs are carried out. So one of the, he gives them tremendous honor. And now I'm gonna go through more of the, uh, we're gonna the, go through more examples of how honor was done. It says, and he's going to quote Malachi, moreover, it says about one who brings inferior animals, because we're talking about, I mean, the Ramchal, the last we really discussed was, why does God need us to honor his mitzvahs? He's giving us commandment, he asks us to do things. He doesn't need our honor. Honor is very superficial, if you think about it. It's not something for God. God is the God of glory. He doesn't need any honor. So, like, why, why can I just do the mitzvah with, like, the minimum possible? God asked me for a carbon. Why can I? Why can I just give him a korban? He's is he eating it? He's not eating it. So why can I give him a carbon that has a mum, or an, a, a, a an animal that doesn't look so nice? Why does it have to be the best of the best? And really, this answer is so simple because it really shows you, in sh in, in short, how much you think of the person. Okay, when you no matter what, how much you think of the person is how as how well you do it. If you if you if you just do the mitzvah haphazardly or the, or the minimum amount, what does that say? How do you care about God? How do you care? What, like, what does, that, does that show how much you care? Now, you're going to argue and say the only reason. Now, now let's say I, when I give honor to something, I give honor to something because of the human being. For example, like a human being. For example, when you do something nice for someone you love or, for you, or if your wife asks you for a cup of coffee, you're going to make sure that the coffee is is the best type of coffee you can make in a delicious in a you know a nice beautiful cup, maybe with a napkin, maybe in, I don't know, but it's going to present it very very nicely. You're not just going to make her a, a cup of coffee and throw it up in front of her. So you can say, what's the reason why I'm doing that? It's because she'll appreciate it. She's going to acknowledge the fact that wow, thank you so much. I see how much you care about me. Because she's a human, but God, who doesn't care for these things, does he need my honor? He doesn't need my honor. And that's what the Ramchal is saying. So in, in theory, it might be a good argument. And he's saying, no, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. You're right. God doesn't need our honor, and he doesn't care for it. But at the same time, he's the God of glory. And we, as human beings, even though he doesn't care for it, must show honor. And that's exactly what he's saying there. And that's what we're up to. But Aymer, it says, more it says about the one who brings the inferior animal as an offering to Hashem. If you bring an inferior animal, it says very clearly, curse be the charlatan who has a superior ram in his flock, but vows and sacrifices a blemished one. He's cursed. He says that if someone brings us, uh, someone has a better animal and he gives God an inferior animal, that's going to, um, he's going to come back to, uh, he's going to be cursed. And the sages of blessed memory warned us to refrain from numerous things so that the mitzvah will not be, you know, lowly in our eyes. They have even said 
a Torah scroll, right? In other words, you know, you're not going to touch a Torah scroll with your bare hands. And if you do, they, in, uh, in Shul, when they, if you ever notice, when they do Hagba Galila, you'll notice that they use a talus to touch the cloth, the paper, the parchment, because you're not supposed to touch it with your bare hands. And those who do will be buried naked. And the ceremony of bringing the Quran, this is one of the most beautiful things uh, that I read it, that you can read about in Mishnahis and personally, in my opinion, to see. You have to imagine the ceremony. So Bikurim is when you bring the first of your fruits to, um, it's Maestro Shani and Bikurim, when you bring them to, um, to Yerushalayim for the first time, what you do is the Torah commands that the first of the, fruit, of the fruits of the Shevaminim from each year's crop be brought to Yerushalayim and given to a Kayin. And it's customary to bring these fruits with a whole process. So you have to understand it was an exciting thing. They would come. Do you imagine what it was like in Yerushalayim when people would bring their fruits for the first time? It was all at the same time. Because remember, it was just very seasonal. seasonal. So to realize, and this should be a beautiful example on how to, how to beautify mitzvah. What would happen is they would come and they would be singing and dancing. They, they, with, with, and they would decorate their, 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 the cows and the oxen. They would decorate the cows and oxen with crowns and there would be music and they would be dancing and so excited to bring the Bikurim to the Kayin in Yerushalayim. And it was like a parade. It was literally a parade. And you can imagine the joy and simcha that was going on in Claudius Row. And, and, and everyone would participate. The wealthy people, they would decorate their baskets that held the fruit with silver and gold, and the poor would use these willowed branches, and it would, it would be an incredible thing. And that's where you know there's three components about Bikurim, bringing Bikurim. That's bringing the Bikurim itself, the supplemental, meaning the additions that you do, and then the adornment of the, of the Bikurim, the, making it exciting. It must have been an incredible thing to witness. All the kids in the street would see this, a tremendous simcha, a tremendous happiness. And here we have an explicit example on how it is, on how appropriate it is for us to add the central part of a mitzvah in order to beautify it. And from here we should extrapolate and learn to all other mitzvahs in the Torah and how you should be beautified. That's exactly, it's a beautiful example. Additionally, our sages of blessed memory said, all these different people, Rava would dine foot would, would, would put on special shoes when he'd go in Davin to show to show coverage, respect. And he said very clearly, I'm preparing to meet your God. I prepare to meet your God, O Israel. Also, our sage of blessed memory said regarding that Pasuk that uh, Rivka took the special sons. Rivka took the um Rivka took the special garments that Asav used to serve his father. You know, Asav had special, we, we don't understand this, but Asav's kibbutz aim was incredible. It was incredible. Anytime he would go to see his father, the Gemara says, the Medr says, that he would meet a big day Shabbos, like a suit and tie, or whatever was, whatever was considered back then. But can you imagine every time you do something, you would for your father, you would do that. So, Rabbi Shim ben Gamliel said about Esav, I served my father, but I did not serve him even one hundredth as respectfully as Esav served in his father. I would serve my father wearing regular weekday clothing, not cleaned you know, and, and all that. But Esav, on the other hand, when he served his father, he served him only in royal garments. 
Now, if such a thing is inappropriate for a human being, meaning that the Esav realized that for my father, I have to put on special clothing to serve him because I'm according in special respect, how much more so, how much respect do you need to give for the king of kings? And that's why when, uh, when someone stands before him, you need to be uh, dressed appropriately. When you go to Davin, he's saying, that's why it's important to dress appropriately. There's a certain uniform and every community has their, their standards. You know, but you should know there's a certain way to daven, and you need to say to yourself, how am I going to act in the presence of a great king or whenever I go and visit his house? How will I act? And however you think you'll act there, that's how you should act in a synagogue and so on. And now we're going to continue more about honoring Shabbos and Yom Tov and all these other things and honoring the Torah. We'll continue more on the next podcast. Have a great day.